Welcome back to Real Phonies, where we take a love for movies and television and combine it with very little knowledge about movies and television. I'm your host, Christian. Joined with me, as always, are my co-host, Joseph. Yellow. And Jehu. I rolled my 12-sided die, and it came up snake eyes. There you go. Appropriate. Uh, dice, uh, key reference to what we're talking about today, because we're like two months late, but we're talking about the Dungeons and Dragons movie, Honor Among Thieves, directed by those guys who made Game Night. Yep. And the Vacation reboot with Ed Helms. I think Horrible Bosses also. Maybe. Did they do that? I think so. That I mean, like, that seems like it would yeah. be. Yeah, that, that appropriate, same era. Um, starring Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, Justice Smith. Hugh Grant. The girl from It. The girl from It. The guy from Bridgerton. Reggie Jean Page. That's that guy's name. And Bradley Cooper? Well, that's a <laughs> that's a spoiler. <laughs> that's a spoiler. <laughs> Not enough people saw this movie, I think, to be spoiling it like that. It's fine. Um, Did this movie not do well? No. No. We'll it, talk about that, too. Yep. It, you know, they're a and d party on an adventure. They steal the wrong thing for the wrong person, and that person now wants to take over the world and turn everyone into mindless zombies. What do we think of this movie? Look, we're, I, I, it's going to come up again. Uh, if, if you've never listened to this podcast and this is the first time you've listened to this, is kind of a weird one, but hey. Welcome. Right. Uh, but uh, Christian and I are, are noted D&D fans. At least we watch like live play things. We're both critical role people. Yep. Uh, I play like once every six months. So we're absolutely marks for this, and I don't think there's any way for either of us to be like entirely unbiased about it. That said, with my, with my biggest unbiased glasses I can put on, this is so much better than it had any right to be. Dude, it fucking kicks, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's um, just... Good. No, you're good. You're in the middle of it. I'm I just, just excited to talk about it. Yeah, I, I just I don't know what I was expecting going in. The trailer looked really fun, um, but I think it's it's hard to do something like this. I mean, you know, not like D and D has right. a narrative, right? So it's, it's not like you're up against some kind of prescriptive thing in front of you. But there's just you know there's a lot of people that know what D and D is and want to see the things that they love portrayed on screen, and then there's a even bigger quadrant or portion of people that have no idea what D and D is and don't give a shit about that shit and just want a fun movie. Right. And somehow they found a way to do both perfectly. So great movie, better than Transformers. <laughs> I mean, I feel like the elevator pitch for this had to be Fantasy Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and that's exactly what they made. Mm. Uh, I don't have as rosy a relationship with D&D as you guys do. I, I, uh, my time working at a comic book store was like sort of at this, uh, it was sort of at the very end of the comic book speculation bubble where comics were as huge as they've ever been and right at the dawn of Magic the Gathering. Mm. So there was sort of a warring factions thing vying for the space of being a loud blowhard in the comic book store. <laughs> and uh, and that thing I said at the beginning is one of the things that we used to say if someone just started, because I didn't really know a lot about d and I had the basic idea and I had friends who played it. But I, I uh, if someone was just having a conversation, one-sided conversation with me about D&D, my comeback would be, yeah, man, I once rolled my 12-sided die, and it came up snake eyes. That was usually a conversation. And it, and it killed, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like, it's like, okay, I'm going to go over here and talk to someone who's not you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I thought this movie was super fun. I think the cast is great. I think the plot is just dumb enough. Uh, I dig it. Yeah, this movie is... 
I don't know, everything I wanted it to be and mm. more. Um, I think it perfectly captures the spirit and fun of a D&D game. The plot kind of moves a little bit like a D&D mm-hmm. game. Um, you know, it's very true to creatures and uh, spells and, you know, all the stuff that makes D&D D&D, while also just feeling like kind of those fun, family-friendly fantasy movies from, like, the 80s. Like, there's almost like a Labyrinth the Willow vibe there to it. I was about to say, this is not a type of movie that they make anymore. No, it's not. Yeah. And I I thought there would be a market for Mm -hmm. that since it's not. Apparently, I'm wrong. It only made $200 at the box office. It actually releases on digital today. So, like, just buy the digital version for me so they can make more. Because I would watch... Ten of these. I totally would, too. <clears throat> Sadly, this will probably be the only Almost one. Almost certainly, yeah. Particularly since, you know, we're heading into our last Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Like, it would be good to have this franchise to sort of take its place. Yeah, I mean, the real standout, I think everyone would agree, is is Chris Pine is just so damn charming. Mm-hmm. He's totally. so likable. He kills this role. And I think Michelle Rodriguez and him have excellent chemistry. Yeah, they which do. is not a pairing I would have put together. No, 100%. Well, I, you know, I think... Partially, since we know so much of her as being from Fast and the Furious, mm-hmm. I think we might pigeonhole her as being a humorless dolt. But she's not. She's, you mm-hmm. know, really entertaining in this. So we want to go into spoilers? I mean, yeah, I don't sure. know what spoilers there yeah. are really, but sure. Yeah. This movie's way better than Transformers. Way, way better, yeah. Way better than Transformers. Uh, it, super fun. I agree. I'd watch 10 more of them. Uh, I'm, I didn't know it hadn't done well. I'm real bummed to hear that it didn't do well. We're, we're, we're going to talk about it more, I think, but this movie is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So if you haven't watched it, just stop listening and go watch it. I think that literally anyone of any age of any background would enjoy this movie. Yeah, I, don't listen to our spoiler sorts, even though, I mean, it's not like it's a super surprising no, movie. No. It's, I mean, it's... The it's, biggest surprise is that Bradley Cooper's in it, and we've already revealed that information. <laughs> but where? <laughs> I mean, it's formulaic, but in the best possible way. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, to your point, Joseph, about it being for everyone, I wonder if the D&D branding put people off. That's what I wanted to talk about, so I'm glad you're bringing it up. Yeah, I wonder about that also. Just because I think there is, you know, for for our generation, D&D means something entirely different than it means to people even like 15 years older than mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely beyond that. Uh, and I think there are plenty of people who would just see, you know, the title on, on the marquee and be like, no, that's not for me. Or even watch the trailer and be like, that looks like a fun trailer. And then see D&D like, ooh, I don't know about that. Because, again, I think there there is a stigma attached to it. So that I do, I personally feel, think this movie probably would have been more successful if they just dropped the D&D branding. Yeah. Right? I, you know, and I also think besides, you know, whatever... Uh, you know, sort of geeky baggage, uh, Dungeons and Dragons as, you know, a whole entity brings along with it. Also, you know, it has the stink of a couple really shitty movies before it that don't have nobody, anything to do with this. Nobody knows anything about those, though. Those They don't exist in any kind of popular consciousness for people to be like, oh, remember that other D&D movie? I mean, that hasn't hurt the Super Mario Brothers movie, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's true. That's a, that's a good point. But I mean... The Super Mario's thing was such so different than the original one. Like you can easily see by looking at it, this is not that. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I like that. Yeah, it, I, I I am on record as being pro I Super am, Mario Bros. Dude, how can you not like a, a 
kids movie about a video game with uh, with Dennis Hopper as the villain, one of yeah. the most disturbing human beings <laughs> who's ever lived. Yeah. I, I meant to do an episode on that before the Super Mario Brothers movie came out, or the whatever the new Mario yeah. movie came out, but we just didn't get there. One day, maybe. I, I mean, I agree. I think, obviously, fantasy can sell in today's market. Post-Game of Thrones, Rings of Power is just a year old, and those were hugely popular things. And I think, was this Paramount? I yeah, I think so. Uh, you know, saw an opportunity, hey, we can have our own fantasy franchise here and you made one that's actually like family friendly unlike game of thrones and right. even mm-hmm. rings of power uh and it, it just didn't take off and again it's it's appropriate for all ages and it's just it's really well done yeah one thing that i enjoy about this movie that you don't get a lot of anymore is fucking puppets yeah. practical <laughs> effects yeah all the all the, the uh like the the different races and things mm-hmm. in in the D world were really fun uh, Jonathan. <laughs> I, that's like, again, mention how I feel like, you know, to do something like this, to take the name branding, you have to do some amount of like lip service to like the fan base. Right. And I feel like they do it in such little subtle ways right. that are brilliant and one of them is like Jonathan because I feel like all fantasy names especially ones yeah. that you're coming up with they're just like almost names yeah. but not quite it was my favorite it's the best <laughs> and it, it just keeps saying it yeah. it gets funnier yeah. every time when's, when's Jonathan Jar- gonna get here? <laughs> I mean definitely that's the moment when I got hooked in because you know we, we enter into the story with them in prison and you know it seems pretty generic in the beginning it seems like okay this is just going to be a thing making fun of this thing and then we get to scene with the court and the puppets and jonathan i was like oh no this is my bag and i did it. <laughs> yeah 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 it's absolutely uh, like i think if you grew up watching fraggle rock this is your kind of <laughs> shit um and i did so everything i the only the only like question mark when it came to the races that got me was that Dordic is supposed to be a tiefling mm. and I, I I want my tieflings to be purple and gay. Yeah. <laughs> that seems to be the popular <laughs> time. Uh, she didn't have a tail which I didn't notice till like the last yeah, third of yeah, the movie. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. It's still Keyleth. I don't give a shit what yeah, you say. Yeah, it's 100% <laughs> Keyleth. Yeah. Which, there is the critical role reference of fresh cut grass in yes. there. But that's the only, uh, only yeah. nod to... Uh, I was positive one of them was going to voice somebody in the movie. Yeah. And it's weird to me that they didn't do that. I, I even anticipated someone like Matt to pop up and just be like a store clerk. A store clerk. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Uh, but, you the, know. The, the, uh, uh, the tender, the uh, tavern keeper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I I do, I've, I've wondered what, you know, Amazon's plans are for Critical Role. Um, and obviously, Legends of Vox Machina is a huge hit for them. But I do wonder if they're also looking at this and yeah. thinking about, mm, maybe we're going to temper expectations a little bit here. But there, there's supposedly a D&D live action show being made for Paramount Plus as well. And maybe that's a better place for this property right. to live than in the cinema. But I don't know. I was really bummed to see it not do well. Well, I remember hearing before it came out that if this movie didn't succeed, it was going to be bad news for Hasbro. Has that turned out to be true? Oh, I don't know about that. I, I, I may be getting the facts wrong, but basically, you know, Transformers, G.I. Joe, shit like that, that is not the moneymaker for for uh, Hasbro. It's Wizards of the Coast. Mm. And basically, if this didn't succeed, I think Wizards of the Coast is going to going to split they're going to you know become their own entity i'm something like that but so 
Wizards of the Coast has had a really bad quarter one of 2023 yep. all around. This movie not succeeding, and then there's the OGL scandal. Right. Oddly enough, profit shares were excellent quarter right. one, right. 2023. So... Um, I don't know it's as bad as people thought, right. but there probably was some anticipation after the OGL scandal that if this movie doesn't do well, but I think the company is probably doing better than people anticipate. Okay. As we've learned, I don't necessarily think that the the general moving going populace and the populace that is consuming the D&D products are that big of an overlap. Right? Yeah. So what was our thought when Bradley Cooper showed up? Because I had no, no idea. I had, no I, idea. I had zero idea. And it's weird for me to go into a movie and right. there be a spoiler right. I don't know There's about. There's absolutely no reason for him to be in it. It's fucking excellent. <laughs> I, I was so surprised by it. I thought, I shouldn't be surprised. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. I was like, this must be something everybody knew. And I'm just not paying attention to. Um, I actually had the same thought, even though yeah. I had been following this movie. I was like, right. oh, surely I just missed this on the cast list. Yeah. <laughs> right. And he, he's hilarious in yeah, that yeah. bit. He's so funny. He's this like little halfling, loving, tender guy in love with giant barbarian women. It's and, hysterical. You know, I mean, his cameo, like comparing it to like uh, uh, Bill Murray in Ant-Man, which was just, hey, here's Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. His serves a purpose. It advances a character. It moves the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do we feel about Hugh Grant in this movie? How uh, how soon after seeing him on the screen did you guess that he was going to be oh, the person who portrayed him? I knew that before going yeah, into the movie yeah. that yeah, he, he was like, the villain. As soon as I saw him, I was like, oh, he's going to be a charming villain. Yeah. And he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I said this on Twitter the other day. You know, they announced that Hugh Grant is the Oompa Loompas in the Wonka movie. Right. Uh, I don't know what stage of career this is for Hugh Grant, but I fucking love right. it. Yeah, uh, this guy's just picking what I don't even know if it's what he wants to do or he's just like I'm well, fucking whatever, yeah. bored. Well, so wait, is this the one with Timothy Chalamet? <laughs> yes. Timothy Chalamet and Hugh Grant Oompa Loompas. What a fucking trip that's gonna be. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, um, you guys have probably heard this before. There was this Michael Caine quote where uh, a smarmy uh, reporter asked him one time, and he's if he'd ever seen Jaws four. He said no, but I've seen the house that it bought. <laughs> and I, I think that might be the stage of the career that Hugh Grant's in, yeah, yeah. and I'm fucking fine with that. Yeah. It's pretty fun. Uh, the dude that followed up, you know, being Benoit Blanc's husband <laughs> to being the bad guy in a D and D movie to being a fucking Oompa Loompa. Right. It's an incredible like run of right. Hugh Grant movies, in my opinion. And you listen, I think the Red Wizards are fine. It's D and D lore. I just don't think they it's, do yeah, anything. It's, in it's this my movie. least favorite part of yeah. the movie in that I, I think there are probably more interesting villains you could have pulled. Not, not that we need them. I mean, you know, the, the main cast is is pulling enough weight, but you know, I, I do think they're just kind of bland. They're... Vecna was right there. I know, right there. <laughs> it seems like it seems like uh, Joseph is the correct person to ask this. Is the greasy evil wizard chick in this a different greasy evil wizard chick than the one from Suicide Squad? Oh yeah, I think so. They look very similar to me. Uh, that's mm. isn't that Cara Delevingne? Yes, Cara Delevingne. I don't know who this lady was. I don't recognize her at all. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the Red Wizards, if they are like a classic D&D villain, uh, like their motivations are all right there. It just like, I don't know. It wasn't doing anything for me. Yeah. Um, I, there were a few things they could have gone with that I think I would preferred. I have. I was really dead set on the MacGuffin of this movie being a Horn of Orcus, and I was wrong about that. And that kind of pissed me off as well, because I don't like being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, I don't have much else to say other than just watch the movie a ton on streaming or buy it or something because I would like more. Yeah, it, it deserves it deserves a second life for yeah. sure. Um, um, oh, fucking my favorite part of the movie. I'm talking fucking Zank. Yeah. So <laughs> I remember because I've never seen a fucking second of Bridgerton. Right. Uh, I was like aware that this guy existed, but I remember like you know whatever it is, a third of the way halfway into the movie, he just shows up on screen. Is like that must be the guy from Bridgerton because he's really fucking handsome. <laughs> <laughs> he's so good in that yeah, role. He's too. really good. I I wish he wouldn't have left them behind. Oh, I was I, sure he was going to show up in the third act. Yeah. I don't agree with that because i i enjoyed the bit so much mm-hmm. that i wish he had stayed but i can't also acknowledge don't risk it getting old right mm-hmm. like That's true. you left in it it was still on top mm-hmm. it was still hitting it was fine with me but uh, leave it for the sequel yeah hopefully yeah maybe uh then no bard magic they all have a class but chris pine does no bard magic in this movie is he, he, is he officially a bard? I believe so. He's got a multi-class, right? Because yeah, he was kind yeah, of a fighter yeah, beforehand. And, yeah. uh, but you have Chris Pine, supposed to be a bard. Michelle Rodriguez, a barbarian. Reggie Jean Page, Zink, is a paladin. Dordic is a druid. And then a sorcerer. Mm-hmm. And he's fine. That guy's fine. He looks like he belongs in a D&D setting. Lots of name drops for classic D&D worlds. Either way, lots of fucking Easter eggs. I mean, yeah, yeah they, they, they use a lot of traditional spells, even though mm-hmm. they don't call them the spells. I, I Again, I, I think they do such a good job of, I you know, I feel like this very could have easily could have dipped into, like, your highness right. Uh, right. kind yeah. of humor. Right. Uh, and I, Dude, I didn't think of that, but and, you're right. And I don't fucking think that it does, yeah. but it, it, like, plays with the funny bits of, D, like, you know, it, the, the Michelle Rodriguez and, and Bradley Cooper thing. I mean, you know, it, it's funny because she's a big, strong lady, and he's a small dude. And it's the thing that we like is in D and D that like the different different mm-hmm. sizes of the races, uh, but it's not something that like they play on a lot. <laughs> and so, like, that's a funny bit. They they do the the questions with the the yeah. uh, speak with speak dead with or dead, yeah, and they make poke fun at how arbitrary it is <laughs> that it's just this number of questions. Yeah. Uh, I love the fact that they they come up with what is kind of like a clever rules bendy way to try to get into the the vault mm-hmm. uh, that they execute really well and just falls apart for no reason and <laughs> right. so then they have to come up with something else right which is also like super yeah. very like yeah. 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 it's good the you know the one like big rule change that the internet got all up and storm about when the uh, trailer came out was that you could wild shape into an owl bear you can't do that but fuck it who cares that right. owl bear is dope as right. shit yeah. There should have been more Owlbear in that movie. Uh, I didn't love her like doing the wild shape through the city. I think that's a lot of people's favorite. I didn't think the CGI was great. I would have just preferred her just be a fucking Owlbear and stampede her way out of the right. city. I don't know. This movie just it's fucking It's fun. so fun. It's, it's a fun. super fun movie. Yeah. So uh, you guys you guys have, have, have mostly dated women, right? So so at some point you had, you've had to watch Sex in the City. I have not 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 that gay dudes don't watch Sex and the City. They're just they they choose to. Yeah, uh, you're saying had to had to. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so I you know I've watched most of it, and I wish I could remember who pointed this out to me so I could give them credit. But I was talking to a, another person who had been forced to watch Sex in the City, and he was like, "Have you ever noticed how much Sarah Jessica Parker likes to show off her armpits?" I was like, what? He was like, I'm, I'm serious. In every scene, she finds a way to make sure her arm's up and show her armpits. And after that, I could never not see it. It mm-hmm. is just a show about Carrie's armpits. Uh, I was reminded of that in this movie because Michelle Rodriguez really wanted to show off those bits she had grown out. 
You know, and good for her, man. I think it was a good look for her. I just want to. I want to add something. I have watched Sex in the City with my wife, mm-hmm. but I mostly have seen Sex in the City because I had a horny mom in the nineties. Right. <laughs> just want to make sure that asterisk is. Thank, thank, thank goodness you put that out. There. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking as I watched this movie, I was like, do you think Michelle Rodriguez ever wants to be in a movie where she wears a dress? Mm. <laughs> I feel like she's, she's always in like a fucking tank top. I mean, yeah, and nothing never, else. I've never seen her in, in a dress. I, I can't think of a time. I mean, I think I have seen her in one like on like red carpet events yeah, and yeah. things like that. But in a movie, yeah. no, she's kind of typecast. Yeah. So. <laughs> Kate had really doesn't is unfamiliar with her. She's never watched a second of Fast and the Furious, and she was like, "God, I know her from somewhere." And I was like, "She's that bitch who got the DUI on Lost." <laughs> <laughs> She killed somebody and they wrote her off. <laughs> I do kind of wonder, like, and this is a weird thing, but I wonder if her career had been different if that didn't happen because she's really good in law. Oh, yeah. And she's asked to do things that she's not normally asked right. to do. All true. Right. And uh, that happens, and then she's just Vin Diesel's side bitch. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I know. I totally agree because, you know, in Fast and the Furious, she's not asked to act. She's just yeah. asked to say tough things and make faces. And occasionally get amnesia. Right. You know, um, but. At least once. <laughs> Maybe twice. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she had a. She. She had a, a pretty cool character on last that had built cool connections with various mm-hmm. characters. And I would have loved to have seen it go farther. It, yeah, it's a bummer that that happened. Yep. Joseph, you got anything? I got nothing else. Jarnathan. Jarnathan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I feel like there was something else I wanted to talk about about this, but I can't think of what it was. But it was a, I know we said this a hundred times, a hella fun movie. Yeah. Let's everybody out there get on board and help them make a sequel. Yep. Crowdfund it. Yeah. It's worked for us once before. Yep. Does this make uh, Chris Pine the number one Chris? Probably. I would he's, say he's so. He's definitely pushed above Chris Pratt. I feel like Chris Pratt is on the fall, uh, on, on the decline, and Chris Pine is on the rise. I feel bad for Chris Pratt because he's just universally accepted as the worst Chris. Uh-huh. And you know, at one point, everybody loved him. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You know, kind of, kind of a bummer for that guy, but whatever. I mean, you know, why can't I think of Captain America? Chris's name. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. You know, I think he was uh, number one Chris, but I, I don't know that. That spy movie he has coming out looks pretty well. He's kind of made some turds yeah. since leaving MCU. I mean, immediately he did great. Knives out, you know, sure. banger. Sure, sure, but sure. then after that, I don't, I don't know what that dude's thinking. He Might keeps be- making movies with the Russo brothers. Right. This is like the second one he's done, and they're they're not good. Right. And then Hemsworth... I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't have strong feelings about. Chris I, I really have the least strong feelings about. He's him. probably the bottom for me, only because I just he exists. Right. I think Chris Pine probably is at the top. I just wish he. I hope he does more comedy. Yeah. He's got really good comedy. Well, man, I hope. I, I hope he gets Trek movies back off the ground. Yeah. I really want more Trek movies by him. I want like twelve of them. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that's gonna happen. Mm, bro. I don't either. But <laughs> JJ does need a job right now. Right. I don't know what J.J.'s doing, but he should watch this movie and be like, I should make more Trek movies. <laughs> it's weird that he probably, at this point, has more goodwill with Trek fans than Star Wars fans. Oh, bro. I that's I don't know. I I would say you're probably right. Trek fans aren't on the internet bitching about him every day. <laughs> but him and old RJ, man, they just, they just get it. <laughs> uh, sometimes listener of the show, Reagan Bell, said something about Last Jedi yesterday and it's gotten like 300,000 views <laughs> fucking 
400 comments of people <laughs> just being like, listen, dipshit, you don't understand Luke and Return of the Jedi. Like, people just love to shit on Star Wars. I, I have a great idea for the media. So, something I've noticed. If someone on the right does something wrong, like fucks a baby or something, <laughs> how Fox News always deals with it and instead of addressing that they immediately put up a story about an old bitch who still looks hot in a bikini you know which i don't have a problem with i'll look at fucking terry hatcher in a bikini but as soon as i see oh there's terry hatcher in a bikini which republican did some fucking repugnant shit uh-huh. uh i think when someone on the left does something the left-wing media should just say uh the last jedi rocks <laughs> that should be the headline. And it'll get that sort of reaction where everybody will just lose their shit and won't even notice hey, the thing. Hey, look over on. there. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, Star Wars fans are nuts. Uh, but I don't... Yeah, J.J. probably needs to do a Trek movie. Chris Pine, I feel like, is kind of... not. A, I don't want to say a B-list actor, but it doesn't feel like he's getting lead roles anymore. No. Uh, he's the lead in this, but like... Who would have five years ago you say Chris Pine's going to be the lead in a Dungeons yeah, and Dragons yeah, right. movie? You would not have taken that sentence seriously. <laughs> no, that's fair. I think he's he's a high yeah. high level B lister who has consistently been a shining point in movies that are okay or worse. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, look, it, it's 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 the burden of modern movies that your success is based on what superhero movie you're in. Yeah, I mean, that's his career got ruined by Wonder Woman. Right, right. That's something we're in the pocket for, but we didn't cause it, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that he Wonder Woman was a bad pick for him. First of all, picking a supporting character when he's a lead was a bad move. And picking a franchise that shit the bed so quickly. Are mm-hmm. you saying he's being punished for being a feminist? Maybe. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know, there's the old school Hollywood mentality of like, I remember Paul Newman and Steve McQueen were both in the towering Inferno and they both in, and Paul, they both insisted that the other one not have more, more words than the other one. But Paul Newman doesn't appear till 45 minutes into the movie. So he just runs his mouth nonstop. (laughs) And that shit was silly. But also, looking back, you can see where they're protecting their spot. Yeah. I don't know if Chris Pine really protected his spot. Well, yeah. That's objectively funnier than the whole uh, uh, rock Vin Diesel making sure that they have the same <laughs> yeah, number yeah, yeah, of punches. Yeah. The same number of words is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Dude, dude uh, the rock and Vin Diesel, we make fun of that shit, but it's actually real old school Hollywood stuff. Yeah. Another one with Steve McQueen. Steve McQueen and Yul Brenner. Yul Brenner would always make a little mound of dirt to stand on in their scenes together in the Magnificent Seven, so he did not appear to be smaller. Mm. Like, like that's just... I don't know. I On the note of these actors being in comic book movies, I'm going to throw a curveball out there. Fucking Reggie Jean Page could play Superman, in my opinion. He's got this dopey, good guy. He's also in extremely good shape and incredibly mm-hmm. handsome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And while I do agree with you, J. Hugh, Superman probably should be white because white dudes need to learn the lesson of Superman. Definitely. I think he has got the look and the kind of spirit and character of the guy who could play Superman. I mean, James Gunn has just this week said that, that the Ta-Nehisi coat Superman is not dead officially yet. Yeah. So it, it's an else world. Yeah. Link. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I think that's an, an outstanding pick. <laughs> uh, I mean, man, uh, 
Marvel has a sort of, uh, you know, Marvel has a lot of Superman analogs, but they have one called the Blue Marvel, mm -hmm. who is a black dude, and he looks almost like that dude just walked off the page. I mean, that guy is... I Marvel and DC are knocking at his door right. every day. Right, I'm for sure. sure of yeah. it. But. Also, man, you know, if you were going to do a recast on Black Panther, he doesn't look a thing like the dude, but he could carry that role. Ike would think that's not a problem. Yeah. But. Anyway, that's Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Transformers. We got that hit, off the rails. That hit me like three minutes after you said that <laughs> Ike wouldn't have a problem. That's pretty solid. <laughs> Uh, what I, I, over your second was like Ike Turner. Uh, yeah. Is that a white beater joke? <laughs> but no, I get you. I get you now. Yeah. Uh, what have we been watching the last week ish, guys? Well, I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's pretty good. It is absolutely for children. Why that's a complaint for some people, I don't know. Uh, my seven I mean, people have just gotten used to a kid. Uh, a kid's movie also has a subliminal dick joke in it. You know, yeah, they've gotten used to. Kids' movies are also kind of adults, and I don't think they should always have to be. Yeah, this does not. Yeah. It absolutely is closer to Minions right. than it is the Super Mario Brothers movie from 1991. Which is why it's making $11 billion. Yeah, and listen, it's fun. My kids, I, I enjoyed it. I think the Easter eggs and stuff are fun. My kids had a hella good time with it. It's better than the Transformers. Everyone shut up. Some things should be just for children. On that note of things that I watch with my kids that I enjoy, I watch Mandalorian Season 3. Have you I know you probably haven't watched it yet. Well, not Did a you second. I'm it? all caught up. Yeah. Although, I will say, I don't know why, but every single time I watched an episode this season, I was rip-roaring drunk. So, oh, wow. I don't know. I might be cloudy on some facts. Okay. I respect that. <laughs> um, I prefer this season to Season 2. Uh, I know that is maybe a minority opinion on the internet um some things i really enjoyed din is no longer the main character because i'll be honest i have no idea why din was in this show after season two of mandalorian right. um i really like the focus on Bo. you know we i debate a lot on like joseph and i have argued fucking what constitutes as filler People would say there's a lot more filler this season. I think there's a lot less filler this season. I think every episode mattered. I think every episode yeah. matters. We see real character growth, especially for Bo-Katan, in every episode yeah. of this show this season. Unlike season two, where it was, hey, Din, go here and do this thing. Hey, Din, go here and do this thing. And really, nothing fucking happens the whole time. I, I Like, again, season one... And, is a little too dark for... I've watched it with Austin a little bit, and I'm still sometimes like, mm, I'm not sure this is really like for kids. The first five minutes, he chops a guy's head off with a door. I know. Do, do you think about that as a parent? Because I, I just wonder, like, I know there are things that I saw as a kid that yeah, I think everybody around me thought were mm -hmm. fine, but just, like, fucked me right up. You know, like, Dude. I thought about going to bed for years. Right. Uh, and I like, do you think about that when you're watching things? Be like, is this thing that's going to fuck him up? <laughs> I lived that with the movie Matilda recently, mm. which I thought as a child totally fine. Yeah. Watching it with my child now, fucking horrifying. <laughs> it is a terrifying piece of cinema, uh, and I feel like yeah, I've given him nightmares yeah. by making him watch it. Because I was like, surely it's fine. I watched it when I was his age. Well, when where I grew up a decade before you guys, that was everything. In the <laughs> yeah, 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 fucking like Alien sure. on Just the TV. Let kids watch Alien. Let them watch Predator. Let them watch RoboCop. Yeah. Can you imagine letting a child watch RoboCop? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to watch it right now. It's so fucking violent. <laughs> 
Anyway. Uh, season three is the first season I feel like I actually can watch with my kid. The first fucking episode, there is a green puppet space pirate man. Right. That I think is fucking awesome. Uh, I don't know. I really, really, really liked this season. Again, I think I guess I'm in the minority because the things I was looking for the show to be, it actually became. Those are not the things the general internet wanted. Right. But I'm going to still say better than Transformers. I, I mean, I would say better than Transformers. So I enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm going to tell you what my favorite part is. This is my favorite part of Star Wars in general now. Anytime a non-geek approved guest star shows up and geeks lose their fucking Are we talking mind. about hashtag Lizzo? I'm talking about Lizzo. I'm talking about Jack Black. I mean, my thing is, you're not really mad that Lizzo is on it. You're mad that you're not. Mm. You know, you're mm. mad that I've liked Star Wars my whole life. Why ain't I getting a cameo on Star Wars? Because you're just some fucking dude. And Lizzo's famous and gets people's eyes on the show who wouldn't usually be mm-hmm. on the eyes on the show. And you know what? They weren't bad. They were goofy, but so what? And that episode had Christopher Lloyd in it, which yeah. fucking rules. Well, that episode is a Doctor Who episode. <laughs> it is 100% the plot of a Doctor Who episode. Really? No, no, no. I'm just saying. Right. I'm not oh. saying I can oh, one to one. I'm just saying. If, no, I agree if, with that. Yes. If it was the doctor and his companion right. showed up on that planet and you changed nothing else, right? <laughs> you would buy that. That's a Doctor Who. One hundred percent. Um. And listen, this is massive spoilers for this show. Sorry, Joseph. Sorry for anyone who's listening. Destroying the dark saber was the best fucking decision you possibly could have. Right. Um. And yeah, I don't know. Fucking good. That's also, uh, I mean, I, again, I haven't watched it. I don't have a lot of feelings about the Dark Saber, but I fucking love that move from Dave Filoni of let me introduce this thing into Star Wars lore, make it super fucking important, cross it across like multiple different properties and stories, and destroy it. <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean, that kicks ass. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost like, remember that. Uh, that George Harrison tribute where they do while my guitar gently reaps and Prince just does the fucking insane yeah, guitar yeah, solo yeah. and the end just throws his guitar over his head. That was basically what he did there. He's like, <laughs> I've created this thing. I've made you just horny for it. Now I've destroyed it. Yeah. That's awesome. I yeah. love that. I, uh, I do feel very vindicated because I have long, long championed that heir to the empire was the end game and, after watching Rebels, after watching fucking Bad Batch, all the complaints people make about the sequel trilogy, it's very apparent that that's what they're doing. Yeah. And uh, I just feel very right. I, <laughs> I, unlike earlier when I was wrong, I was right about this, and I like being right. Um, so uh, just today, just this very day, Swedish rock band The Hives dropped a new song, and it is fucking awesome. Uh, the Hives haven't had an album in over 10 years. Uh, if you're not familiar with The Hives, I don't see why you wouldn't be, but they were from the, you know, sort of early oddies, new, new wave bands like the White Stripes and the Strokes and stuff. And they were easily my favorite of that crew. They just rocked a little harder. They were a little more clever. And they they made... They made five albums, but three of their albums are truly great. And the third one, Tyrannosaurus Hives, is maybe the best record of the Audis. 
So I'm very in the pocket for this band to be back. Speaking of in the pocket, some of the things I see in this might just be confirmation bias from other things I've been into lately, but I kind of feel like their comeback may have been precipitated by the success of Ghost. Uh, they, uh, uh, I knew that's where the story ev- was. Everything going. comes back to Ghost. So, so first of all, they, um, you know... I don't even really... The fact that they had stopped recording, they still continued to tour, and I don't think that's a bad idea. I think the farther you go on, the harder it can become to mix your new material into the set. And no matter how much you love that new song, you're taking off another song that somebody wants to hear. They paid to come here. Right. And, you know, I mean, some bands do that well. ACDC. If you see ACDC, you're going to see three songs off the new record and just the rest of the shit you want to hear. Some bands do a terrible job of it. Radiohead, if you go see them, you're going to see three fucking hours of the boring shit off their last two records and then two songs you know. So I didn't necessarily think it was a bad idea that they had stopped recording. And I saw them about, I think, three, four years ago, and they fucking killed. So, you know, that worked out too. But uh, this comeback looks pretty fun. The, the First of all, it's the heaviest sounding song they've ever had. They've always had a pretty clean sort of uh, no sustained guitar sound to A, sort of set themselves apart, but B, so you could really hear how fast they were playing. Uh, this has like some like distortion on it. It's kind of heavy and it's kind of dark. The Hives have always had a sort of lore behind them. What is the guy's name? They, they claim to have a benefactor that writes all their songs and manages their business. And I, his name, Randy Fitzpatrick. And the lore of this new record is the death of Randy Fitzpatrick is its name. And the, the idea behind it is, is they, they hear that he's dead. They go out into the woods to find the grave that he's supposed to be in. And instead they find some bloody demo tapes buried in the grave. You, I just, you love a band with lore. Well, I mean, just the thing is, they've they've never, even though they had that lore before, they've never tried to build a story about it. It's just been a thing, an excuse to say funny shit during interviews. But I think they've saw this ghost success and like, hey, we were kind of doing that. Let's fucking commit. Uh, also, the name of the new song is Bogus Operandi. So... That's going to be the best song title this year. (laughs) We can all, as a people, try to do better. Like, we shouldn't give up, but it's going to be an uphill battle. Yeah. But, 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 but wait, it gets worse. Uh, There's also a new Ghost song. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Ghost is putting out an EP of cover songs. And the first song uh, from it is Genesis's Jesus, He Knows Me. You guys, either you guys know this song. You know, it's a pop song. Yeah, yeah. And, um... You know, rock songs have tried to cover Genesis and made it heavier before. Like, one of those new metal bands tried to do it with Land of Confusion, and somehow they made it rock less. Because Land of Confusion fucking rocks. Ghost did not have that problem. This song fucking rocks. And the video is absolutely over-the-top hilarious. If you want to see a a priest shooting an AR-15 into the air, this is the video for you. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Uh, to follow up on, on your ghost thing, I did end I went and listened to their whole whatever album that Mariana Cross is on. Right. Uh, 
And you didn't tell me that they not only had one very famous TikTok songs, but got TikTok famous twice. Yes, they did. And the other one's really the one I'm more in the pocket for. <laughs> the one that, that people set uh, videos of their chihuahuas spazzing out to. <laughs> or cats. They, yeah. they yeah. also do yeah. it with cats. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't have a whole lot to talk about. One day I'm going to talk about all my anime again. Uh, there are there are some good ones, but maybe this not. This is probably the longest stretch. For it's you. probably I feel I feel like I overwhelmed for a while. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, I don't know if hurt you know this, but the John Mulaney special that you saw like two fucking years ago I came do, out on Netflix. I do, but I haven't watched it yet. Uh, well, I I assume it will be similar right. to when you saw it the first well, time I'm, in person. I'm guessing since he worked on it for two years after that, there's going to be more. Yeah, but, yeah. and you know it's it's. He's had a, a, the, one of the strangest careers in comedy. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Uh, because I know they're all like the entire special is like 100% from beginning to end about the intervention, the rehab, and the, the maybe a little bit out of rehab. There's right. like nothing else that's in it, uh, which is, you know, like a far cry from making just like, you know, a 20 minute set on Law and Order. Right. Um, right. Right. But like it's, it's strange to me because I feel like there are, a, a, you know, a lot of people who, you know, either just got on John Mulaney when he, you know, really rose to the top, uh, didn't do the backlog or, you know, whatever. Like, they're like, oh, he's really falling off. But really, th- the weird bit of his career is the middle bit where he was like, nice guy, relatable wife guy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> because the first several of his specials have, like, a lot of things about, like, trying to uh, uh, trick a doctor into giving him medication <laughs> right. and getting blackout drunk and, like, right. all these other things. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, there was just, like, this weird period where, uh, you know, he's he's talking about his, like, local dare guy. <laughs> I don't you know. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's, a, it's a very funny special. It's very different. I don't love, like, addicts or whatever telling war stories right. from their worst times. I think it's fine for this one. I think it would be weird to not do right. it at all. Uh, I just don't want it to be, like, the thing going forward. I, babe, I totally agree with that because that's totally what ruined Mark Maron for me. Mm-hmm. Mark Maron always wants to talk about addicts and they're falling off the wagon and you can just hear him getting a boner exactly yeah. like you can just hear him he's like i really want to fall off the wagon <laughs> um, uh, one thing i'm on mulaney i wanted to say you know the law and order thing you know the bit he does about iced tea yeah. you know realizing and stuff mm-hmm. like that i thought that was just a funny bit that he came up with all that dialogue the other day i encountered the episode he's just quoting iced tea <laughs> it, oh, he says that iced tea says that exact same thing yeah, it's yeah. fucking great that's funny oh uh, but yeah john mulaney uf what is it baby j something yeah, like that yeah. uh yeah. on netflix better than transformers uh i think that is it for this week next week in i think one of our probably least accessible things we've ever done but maybe that's just my perspective because no. i'm out on it we've Fuck done you it's very popular i'm <laughs> sure <laughs> We're going to do just the... Well, you guys might talk about the rest, but I'm just going to do the third season of Picard. I think Hurt has started the two and never finished them. I did episodes... One, how many is there? Ten episodes in Ten the first episodes. season? I did episodes one through nine and quit, which I think is the most <laughs> insulting thing you can do to a TV show. Uh, and then I think I tried again in the second season. It's like, no, I'm not putting myself through. So it was very hard for you to talk me into trying the yeah. third one, but... It, I can't wait for you to watch it, Nips, because I. It, the main thing I want to know is: does it mean anyone who's not for it, for anything to anyone who's not already in the in the pocket? I'm gonna guess no, but we're gonna find I, out. I do need to give you one piece of information. Okay. 
before you watch it, which is that the Jean-Luc that you don't know, mm-hmm. but most people would know, is dead. The Jean-Luc that is in the show is a fucking robot. Okay. That, that has all his memories. Yeah, his personality. His personality. His memories. Uh, but that happens in the end of season one. I see. I'm going to tell you right now, if they had the tech technology to turn me into a robot, if I was dying right now, I would be like, well, don't make me a robot. Make me <laughs> better <like> 25. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and give me a very sexy penis. Sir, you're 96 <laughs> years old. That's how old I want my robot to be. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the only piece of info I think you need to know. From the first two seasons. I wish you just wouldn't show. tell me. I think it would be more fun not to know. <laughs> you would. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. Uh, but yeah, next week, Picard season three. Join us for that. Uh, but thank you, everybody, for listening. Please rate, subscribe, tell your friends about the podcast, all the normal things. Uh, if you like what we're doing, if you had any thoughts on Dungeons & Dragons, again, please see it. And if you have seen it, tell us your favorite bit. Watch it again. Watch it again. Watch it again. I just found out it's coming out on digital. I will be watching it again very soon. There you go. Uh, you can uh, write us about it at realphonies@gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at realphonies on Instagram, real underscore phonies. Thanks to Zach Evans for our and Brian Velasquez for our theme. We'll see you guys later. Later.